On today's show, we look at a disappointing Pelicans performance. The Suns win again somehow. And then we preview all of Friday's action. Michael Bolton. Let's get to it. To it. Let's get to it indeed. Are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today, we are going to be looking at the games from Thursday. Let's start with the first one of those games. And it was a really disappointing one for the Pelicans. They go down to the Kings 140 to 125. Drew Holiday, 17-5-5 in 29 minutes. And this game wasn't even as close as the end result uh, looks. Lonzo had 9 points with 11 assists. He had a triple one. At least he shot a little bit better. While Ingram had uh, 24 points. He shot well as well, 57%. But I wouldn't say Ingram has been the same guy that we saw during the regular season. Zion Williamson, dominant offensively. 24 points, 22 minutes, 83% shooting. But nothing else. No steals, no blocks, no... Threes, only two rebounds. He's scoring and he's doing absolutely nothing else. And that's going to be a problem with his fantasy value. He needs to get that other stuff happening. I think it will come, but it has been really, really lacking. Favors only played the 22 minutes here, while Josh the Hitman Hart and JJ Redick had 23 and 22 minutes. Redick got hot, 18 points with five threes, but not much else happening in his line. A really disappointing night overall for the Pals. For the Kings... Bogdan Bogdanovic, massive. 37 minutes, 35 points, 6 triples, 3 assists, 1 steal, 65% shooting. He's really good. So is De'Aaron Fox, 30 and 10 with 3 steals, while Buddy Heald is the opposite. 11 minutes, 3 points, barely played in this one, and they won so big. I do not see Heald being in a Kings uniform next season. I think he's highly overrated. You know I've said that plenty of times. He's much better than this. But he's also a little bit of a, uh, a whinger off the court, and I'm sure that's having some impact here. The pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. Good game from Barnesy. 22 and 6 in 34 minutes. Don't rely upon that, of course. While they changed the starting lineup back up, Nemanja Bielitsa returned. He played half the minutes that he did when he came off the bench. Just 16 minutes here. While Corey Joseph, the flavor of the month. 27 minutes for Joseph, 10, 5, and 4. Really just middling production. If you want to talk about middling production, though, Rishon Holmes, 8 and 5. He played a lot of minutes. He can't do anything, though. 32 minutes, 8 points, 33% shooting. That form that we saw from Holmes early this season is a long-distant memory. He's better than this, but it's a real worry where he sits at the moment. While Alex Len is uh, getting the backup minutes here over Harry Giles. 15 minutes for Len, 1 minute for Gilesy, and good for the Kings to get themselves a victory in this one. The next game, let's talk. It's probably the biggest story. The Phoenix Suns continue to be ridiculously good. 114-99. They win over the Pacers. Malcolm Brogo Brogdon, 25-6-6. Finally shot well, 56%. But TJ Warren, who'd been cruising, yeah, maybe not so much. That is what I talk about. Like, he's been excellent. It never had any chance of sticking. 16-11 is still pretty good, but 35% is where he let you down. The usage was up, but that efficiency was always going to fall off. While Miles Turner, he's looking pretty good at the moment without Sabonis. 17-8 with one steal and three blocks. Oladipo still can't get going. 16 points on 36% shooting, while Aaron Holiday with Oladipo, with Brogdon, with uh, Warren, with Turner. He just doesn't have those opportunities. Just nine points in 37 minutes. But we did get the dart. Problem with my Gogo Mobile. Gogo Mobile. 
No, not the dart. Not the dart. Ah, the dart indeed. Gogo Badadze, three points in 11 minutes, just really highlighting that so I could play the sound. And also to say that he's back, uh, back from his injury. Uh, Dougie McDirt was out of this game. I don't imagine Goga's going to play when Sabonis, if he does ever return, uh, returns. For the Suns, Aiton, massive. 23 and 10 for DeAndre, two steals, four blocks. If he does this, he's a top 12 player. He's almost assuredly a second round guy next season, while Booker had 20 and 10 in some foul trouble minutes. And another big rebounding game from Cam Johnson. Only 14 points, but 12 boards. He's showing some value now. I don't know how he fits in with Ubre and Bridges next season, but he's got some really, really good production under his uh, belt here. Now, Maybe some of you will think that I do like uh, patting myself on the back. I don't think I do it that much. But how about my boy campaign? I thought he was going to be good coming out of the draft. I maintained that I thought he could be good. I said, okay, he's shit now. But you know what? Maybe he is actually good again. Uh, He's at least a serviceable backup point guard. 15 points in 22 minutes for Payne. Three triples, three assists. He seems to have solved that problem for the Suns. Bridges had 10 points. And Dario Saric playing well off the bench as well. 16 and 8. They've got their mix really right at the moment. And having competent backup point guard play is massive. And Payne is being a huge part of that as well as the play of Saric off that bench. That second unit is going really, really well for Phoenix at the moment. So uh, a surprise to be sure. A surprise to be sure. But a welcome one. If you had some unwanted surprises in your life and you're looking just to find a way to stay sane, to stay healthy, to stay fit, it doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or if you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs the support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. And CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most and to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of tropical topicals. I'm struggling with my words. And everything else CBDMB has to offer. They're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA, for 25% off your purchase of all superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. The next game up on the docket for us to take a look at here is the Milwaukee Bucks and the Miami Heat. The the Heat were up in the fourth quarter here. The Bucks steamrolled them in the end, though. 130-116. No Jimmy Butler. No Goran Dragic. And we talked about that yesterday. Like, if these guys don't play, who's going to handle the ball? Well, Tyler Hero did a pretty good job. 20 points with five assists in 33 minutes. Seven free throw attempts. Really strong. Now, he's never going to have that opportunity with the way this team's currently constructed. But it's a good indicator for the future, at least. While Olenek, another solid game. 13-6. and six, And Dunk Robertson had 21 points with five threes. It was also Andre Iguodala's best game as a member of the Heat. 12-7-8. and eight, And he took up some of that ball handling responsibility. I'll tell you who didn't though, Kendrick Nunn, because he's not good. 14 and 5, 4 triples, 29% shooting. Yes, he's getting over COVID and there's problems there with that, but he did play the 29 minutes and he has sucked in every single game here in the restart. I don't believe that he is a starting caliber point guard in the NBA and I've been pretty consistent with that. It was also a shit night from Bam Adebayo. Now he is a starting caliber player, obviously, but he was terrible. Six points on 20% shooting. Foul trouble, 5,022 minutes. He did have six assists with Butler out, so that's encouraging, but otherwise it was a pretty rough night there for him while Jay Crowder chipped in with 15 points. For the Bucks, Giannis only played 30 minutes, but he had 33 and 12, and Middleton had 33, 6 and 8, and Eric Bledsoe looking better as well, 9, 8 and 5 in 23 minutes, and Lopez also a big game. He, Lopez, in fact, had a Richie Benno. Two for two, two, two. 
two threes, two steals, and two blocks with 17 points. Um, Wes Matthews did very little in his start, while Dante DiVincenzo's minutes disappeared. Two minutes, uh, sorry, two points in 16 minutes as the Bucks played a relatively stable and usual rotation. The next game up is the Clippers and the Mavericks. Big win for the Clips, 126-111. It was a good night for my mates because Ivica Zubats had 21 and 15 on a perfect 10 of 10 shooting. He's been excellent the last two games. I have said ad nauseum this season that Doc Rivers should be playing him way more than he is. He probably won't when Harold returns, but Harold's not returning anytime soon. So there's some big numbers from Zubats again. Marcus Morris had a nice game, 16 points on seven shots, while George and Leonard did their business. Interestingly, with Beverly out, they started Landry Shamit at point guard. He didn't really do much. Five points with three assists, but Reggie Jackson, just 15 minutes. That is rough. Now, Reggie Jackson's not that good. I think he's better than Landry Shamit, but he is not that good. Seven points for 15 minutes for Reggie, while Lou Williams had six points in 20 minutes as they continue to ease him back. But the uh, Reggie Jackson lack of minutes is absolutely a questionable one. Now, again, I don't think he's that good, but he played like 30 minutes in the opener, and now down to 14 is a concern. For the Mavs. Percentages. 30 and 9 for Chris Daps with three triples and a block. And interestingly, we often fall for the trap, the Boban Majanovic trap. Boban starting. Unleash the Boban. No, he is never going to be unleashed. I think we I thought he'd get 20 minutes at least. He played six minutes and then never came back. Two points, four rebounds. He just can't do it. We all know this, but even I still fall into it and go, oh, maybe he plays 18 minutes and there's enough value there. But no, it's just not. Tim Hardaway also struggled. Eight points in 36 minutes, and Doncic had 29 and six. With six triples. Big games from Dorian Finney-Smith and Maxi Kleber as well. 12 and 8 and 10 and 4 with some defensive goodies chucked in there. And a lot of minutes for Trey Burke. A lot of shots. Uh, 11 points, 15 shots, 31 minutes for Berkey. If you're looking to use your superior sporting knowledge to make some money, your day isn't here. Sports are back. We've been waiting for this since March. Baseball, hockey, basketball, everything is running at the moment. And MyBookie has up-to-the-minute odds on all your favorite teams. There's never been a better time to start playing. With MyBookie, it's easy. You bet, you win, they pay. If you're feeling good about your team's chances this year, make sure you check out MyBookie's World Series future bets, NBA Championship future bets, NFL Super Bowl future bets. There's nothing that shows your belief in your squad like betting on them before the season's even begun. Why stop with those sports? Again, look forward to the NFL. Play some future bets there. MyBookie has you covered right across the board. If you join today, MyBookie will match your deposit 100%, plus they'll toss you a free $10 MLB future wager. All you got to do is enter the promo code LOCKEDONNBA when signing up. Remember, at MyBookie, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, they pay. All right, on to the next one here, the Denver Nuggets and the Portland Trailblazers. The Blazers get the win 125-115. The Nuggets really didn't care that much about winning this game. They were without Jamal Murray. Will Barton, Gary Harris, Paul Millsap, and then they rested Nikola Jokic down the stretch. For Portland, they needed the win. They got the win. Lillard had 45 with 11 triples and 12 assists. A monster game. While Gary Trent, big gazza. Nice, Gary! 27 points, another seven triples, four assists, two steals. He has been so, so good here in the bubble. Again, I worry a little bit how much he relies upon really hot shooting, but he's been so impressive. Nurkic had 22-7 and seven with two blocks, while uh, CJ McCollum struggled. 13-6-6, six six, but 27% shooting. And it was also a rough night for Mallow. Just the seven points in his 32 minutes. He's been quite up and down uh, throughout this bubble, and Trent has outplayed him, well, I'd say, majority of the time. For the undermanned Nuggets, it was Porter again. Michael Porter Jr., 27-12 and 12 with two steals, a block, and four threes. He looks excellent. 
How he looks when everyone's back is still a big question, but I do think that he will start over Barton. Jokic had 8-5 and 13 in just 24 minutes, while uh, we saw 25 minutes of Bol Bol, 28 minutes and 18 points from Jeremy Grant, 22 minutes of PJ Dozier. Realistically, this is just one of those games where teams just don't give a shit, and that's exactly what we saw out of Denver, and that's what's going to continue to happen, and we're going to see it tomorrow with Utah, uh, where teams just don't care, and they're prioritizing their guys getting ready for the playoffs, and frankly, I don't blame them. That's what they should be doing. All right, so on to the last game of the night. The Lakers go down to the Rockets, 113-97 in the end. Um, The Lakers were without LeBron and Alex Caruso. So they started small. In fact, they didn't even play JaVale McGee. He was inactive. They started Anthony Davis at center, which they literally should always do, and Kyle Kuzma at the four. Kuzma had 21-5. and He also had two steals and two blocks, while Davis had 17-12. and Danny Green, KCP, all uh, both chipped in 10, as did Taylor Horton Tucker. We saw a little bit more of him because this was, again, one of those nonsense April-type games where rotations make no sense. Good to see him out there with three steals as well. Uh, Quinn Cook started, didn't do too much there. Six points on just 20% shooting, while Deion Waiters had eight points. For the Rockets, there was no Russell Westbrook. Ben McLemore started, 20 points with five triples. And as usual, Harden put up a big line, taking on a lot of the Westbrook usage. 39, 8, and 12, three steals, five threes, and a block. A big night, as usual, for Jimmy. The guy that did replace... Westbrook in the rotation was amazingly Michael Frazier. I don't know why. He put up an an 11 trillion. Tony Snell would be proud. Rivers had 11 points in 32 minutes. Daniel House had 14 in 33. Or Jeff Green with another strong night. My name is Jeff. 15, 4, and 3 with two steals for Green. He's been really, really strong during this entire bubble as the Rockets continue to use a comically small rotation nearly all of the time. That's all the games from... um, Whatever day this is, yes, Thursday. So now let's move across and talk DFS for Friday. All right, thank God that the first game of the night is not included in the main DFS slates because it was, or it is still scheduled to be the Utah Jazz and the Spurs. The Jazz are sitting pretty much everyone. Conley's out, Gobert's out, Mitchell's out. No one's playing. So it's going to be an absolute mess. Rotations will be whack for Utah. The Spurs might win big, but it's not included. So we're not going to really go through here and uh, and preview that game because there is so much weirdness going on. The first game we look at, though, is the Thunder and the Grizzlies. The Thunder are three and a half point favorites here. No Dennis Schroeder, no Terrence Ferguson again. And the total is 224.5 points. Looking at FanDuel pricing, Chris Paul is at 7,800. Really, really strong floor value for Paul, I think, at the moment. Maybe the ceiling's not quite as high, although... Our point guards have had a pretty good go against Memphis. So I think there is value there in Paul. And then you've got Morant at 77, who also I think is a really strong option. DeAnthony Melton is struggling, and I don't don't want to use him in any situation. Gilgis Alexander's at 7,500. He's also that 35-37 type point player, which looks really strong without Schroeder, while Dylan Brooksy Brooks at 5,200. It is always a massive adventure for Brooks. He, we know he's going to take shots. It's just whether they're going to go in and whether he's going to do anything else apart from take those shots. So he's only just a GPP guy. Lou Dort, no thanks. Grayson Allen's interesting. 3,800. He's getting a lot of minutes. He's averaging 23 points so far um, against his former team here. I think he's a good bet to get close to 20. So I think he's worth looking at. For your small forwards, Kyle Anderson's at 4,300. Uh, sorry, not against his former team. I don't know why I said that for Grayson Allen. Got my games mixed up. Apologies. Kyle Anderson, 4,300. Strong cash guy, poor uh, tournament guy. While the Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari. Hands off my cock! Um, Gallo's at 6,100. Hasn't really broken through that. They're being really cautious with his minutes, so that makes him more of a tournament sort of a player. Basley, Nadir, no thanks. Power forward, Nerland's Noel, no. Brandon Clark, 5,900. Somehow after his ship performance last game, his salary went up 1,000. I thought it would be a great opportunity to target him. 
I don't want anything to do at 5,900. Now, he could easily get to that number, but I, I don't think there's much value in it there. And then at center, Steve Adams is at 59. I like his cash value, but no tournament upside. Well, Valanchunas, I like for both. 7,500 for JV. He's getting extra minutes. He's averaging 37 across the first three here. So he looks to be to be in a, in a pretty solid position. The next game we take a look at is the Sacramento Kings and the Brooklyn Nets. Always the risk in the Nets games that the Nets are going to suck and they're going to limit their uh, their playing time of guys, and that's always going to be a risk. Tyler Johnson's at 4,100. That's a strong fat no from me. Jared Allen and Joe Harris are both listed as questionable because the Nets got fined for fake injury reporting after they set everyone against uh, Milwaukee, so they've relisted this guys as questionable. Let's see whether they actually play or not. I would guess they do. Uh, Jaron Fox at 8,000. He is rolling. He dropped 58 in the last game. I think that's a really good uh, really good spot for him at $8,000. And Chris Giotza at 37. Just too much risk involved. At shooting guard, Levert's at 79. Maybe he gets there. Maybe he doesn't. It's becoming more of a tournament-only play, though. Garrett Temple played only five minutes last game. I expect that to go up, but not to be a good option. While Bogdan Bogdanovich and Budrick Hewitt are both at 49. One bloke's averaging 29. One bloke's averaging 19. Bogdanovich is averaging 29. He's the one you go for. He is the significantly better player. It's taken three or four years for it to come true, but I've always held that belief firm in my heart. At small forward, Smokin' Joe's at 5,300. If he plays, it's good. While the pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. He's at 4,300. He had a good game against the Pelicans, 35 points there. But otherwise, he's really tough to get much upside out of. But I think cash value for 4,300 can be there for Barnes. Baysmore, Lance Thomas, no thank you. Power forward, Rashawn Holmes at 5,500. Of course, starting center list as a power forward, Rashawn Holmes. He just can't get anything going. Only 23 points in 32 minutes. Is this the game that it happens? It's a great, great matchup. So if you're going to try Holmes, it's this is the one to do it in. But man, he has not been good. While Bielitz's minutes are all over the shop and Rodion's Kurooks is not the guy we want to look at. At center, Jarrett Allen at 7,000. I think it would be worth looking at as a tournament play, but it's high, he's questionable, and the blowout risk is real. And that all those things don't want you to go that direction in any sort of cash scenario. The Orlando Magic and the Philadelphia 76ers injuries here for both of these teams. Aaron Gordon is not likely to play. Michael Carter-Williams is questionable, while Ben Simmons is out for the Sixers. At point guard, Shake Milton's at 4,700. I think that looks pretty good without Simmons. He should be able to get you know, decent enough shot attempts, maybe up to 30 points. That looks pretty strong. Or DJ Augustin's at 39, and Markel Fultz is at 44. Really hard to rely upon those guys. Maybe you throw Augustin in at sub 4,000. But I don't really think it's super enticing. For your shooting guards, Furkan Korkmaz might get extra run with Simmons out, but he's very hit and miss. I think Joshie Richardson's the tournament guy I want to look at. 4,800. He averages 34 against the Magic. He's going to get a little bit more responsibility with Simo out, so I think that helps him. While Alec Burks at 35, I reckon, is an interesting minimum salary tournament flyer type. Terry Ross playing pretty well. Never have confidence in his consistency, but he's consistent at the moment. And he's at 5,400. He's getting 25, 27 points. So that's okay. Not the best one out there. Fournier's at 52. A couple of stinkers in a row. I think he's worth looking at. I think he's a 30-point guy here. So I do like Fournier. While Toby Harris at 68. Coming down quite a bit, Harris. Um, at 6,800, I do think this works for him. James Ennis. Yeah, look, we got burnt pretty decently last game. But still, at 3,800, he had 20 points. And that's not a bad return. So I think Ennis could be an option for you considering the absences there in Orlando. 
for your power forwards. Al Horford probably starts. He's at 4,800. I don't really feel much excitement about him there. Ken Birch, Gary Clark, no, neither. While Nick Vucevic at 7,800. Love that for Vooch. He's done well against Embiid. He's averaged 43 the last three times against the Sixers, while the big fella himself, Joel Embiid's at 9,800. He's cooking guys at the moment. He's averaging 61. 9,800 seems like a real bargain, and uh, I like Embiid quite a bit here. Next one. It is the Pelicans. It is the Washington Wizards. No spread available for this one at this point. At point guard, Ish Smith's at 5,300. Easy. Love it. Love it for cash. Like it for tournaments where Napier's doing nothing. Lonzo Ball is at 6,900. Giggity. Really, the only good thing about Lonzo at the moment is the fact that he's priced at 6,900. He's not doing too much in terms of positivity with his fantasy production. I would leave him alone. Napier, no. Uh, Jerome Robinson, though. Don't know how, but it's happening. He's scoring some okay numbers. 4,500. He's averaging 27. I like it as a cash play. Shooting guard, Drew Holiday's at 77. I think that's too high. Redick, I'm not interested in. Josh the Hitman Hart, neither. And then you go on to the small forwards with Isaac Bonga and Troy Brown Jr. Now, Troy Brown at 58, really like that. 30-pointer type of player. I think that looks pretty strong. Well, Ingram's at 75. Been a bit under as well. Like His shooting has recovered, but with Zion around, it's not really working out at the same level that we want it to. At power forward, Rui Hachimura has been piss poor. He's at 5,900. Maybe he gets back to that, but I don't want to put trust in it. And then you've got Zion at 6,800 who's scoring and doing absolutely nothing else. So that's hard to get excited about him. Dirk Favors at center is not the one I want to look at. It's Tom Bryant. The big tank is at 7,700. He dropped 50 against Embiid. He's averaging 51 over his last three. He gets to take on Derek Favors, who's a pretty good defensive center, but Bryant is just putting up big numbers. Now, he's 7,700 a bit high, maybe, but I also think that there is he is worth at least uh, paying some attention to here. The last game of the day, it is the Boston Celtics and the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors are three-point favorites here. Kemba Walker should return after sitting out the last game. He's priced really well. 4,800. He played 27 minutes last game. Maybe he plays 30 here. He definitely should get a 25 or 26-pointer. So I really like Kemba in this one, even if he is limited, because that salary is good. 7,200 for Kyle Lowry. He's playing a shit ton of minutes, so that would work for me. And then at shooting guard, you've got Marcus Smart at 55. Probably fade off of him with Kemba back. But Freddie Van Vliet's the one we want to target. 7,200. He's rolling. No reason for me to think he doesn't at least get 35, which is a pretty good result. Storm and Norman Powell's pretty limited at the moment. At small forward, what about Scarves? But what about Scarves? OG. Stop, OG. Uh, you better stop, OG. Ananobi is at 4,400, maybe for tournaments. We know he can have big nights, but it's not consistent enough. Well, Siakam has come down to 7,500, and that puts him way more in play than he has been at some of his other higher price points. I, I do like this for Siakam. Jalen Brown's at 6,000. I love that salary for Jalen. don't know what the hell's going on, why that's so low. That looks really good. Well, Gordy Haywood at 59, I also think comes out strongly. Power forward Tatum's at 75, a big price drop for Tate's. He only played 18 minutes last game, so let's not hold that against him. I love this for Tatum here. Well, Daniel Tice at 53, maybe a marginal bit too high. Same with Serge Ibaka. At center, big Marcus Souls at 43. Oh, hi, Mark. Um, nah, look, I just don't think they're going to extend him enough. Enes Kanter, no thanks. Robbie Williams, the rock DJ, had a big game last time out, but I don't trust him to even get consistent playing time to use him in this scenario. Let's now just have a quick look over on the old DraftKings at some value plays there. Ishmith, the Italian cock, Brandon Clark, Yildiz Alexander, Valanciunas, Troy Brown, Darren Fox, Vooch, Joshie Richardson, bit of Karis LeVert, Jason Tatum, Chris Paul, uh, and Dylan Brooks, not a bad option there as well. And maybe even, uh, no, I'll take that back. I was going to say maybe throw Buddy Heald in there, but maybe not because he is not playing well. That'll do it for today's show, guys. Don't forget, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. 
Leave a comment down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.